welcome back to Two Broke Moms Podcast. This week is going to be a special episode and it's just going to be me. Dee Dee and I can't get together to record so I'll be answering some questions that you guys asked on my personal Instagram and then I'll be reading an email from a listener. Thank you so much for coming back and hopefully Dee Dee and I can get back together next week because I feel like this is going to be a little bit of a shit show but we'll see how this goes. All right, so I'm just going to go ahead and get into one of these questions from our email. So I'm going to answer an email. I'm going to read an email. Good Lord. I'm going to read an email. And then after, I'm going to answer some of the fun questions that you guys gave me from Instagram. And then maybe she has, let me see if this person has a, oh yeah, she has some fun. Ooh, she has some fun questions at the end of this email. Okay. So this email is from Sierra, and it says, Hello, lovelies. I love listening to the C-section episode. It felt so good to hear someone's experience when Clara mentioned the moment after with the stillness and the silence I cried because that really is the moment I love the most, the golden hour, right after the baby is born, when it's just me and the baby. What beautiful stories. Oh. I wish I remembered most of my labor story, but I remember going to the hospital, being told we needed a C-section, and then just white noise. Laying down, getting hooked up to basically everything, then it's busy, busy, busy outside while you're just in a bubble under bright lights. Oh my god. Then it's quiet. You, you get your baby and you forget the whole bottom half of your body is open and dumped out. Oh my god. And even though your body is covered in shit, and guts they are perfect oh wait hold on and even though your baby is covered in shit and guts i'm so sorry even though your baby is covered in shit and guts they are perfect perfect tiny breathing crying itty bitty thing that was inside you and for will forever be a part of you god damn it i'm gonna cry you've known them for a second but also forever (sighs) You know how you were talking about an app for moms to meet up? I think there's an app called The Bump or something like that. Yeah, we know. Yeah. So Didi brought up the idea to Zach because he's the tech guy. He's the one that like taught Didi how to edit the podcast and like told us what mic that we needed. He's the one that also told us that there was already an app that, you know, we should give up on that dream. But you know what? Whatever. So we know. <clears throat> What else does she say? She says, anyways, I wanted to know if Jenny likes books because Dee Dee and Clara obviously are not readers. Yeah, obviously. Did you guys hear that freaking episode? They were like, fuck books. And I was like, mm. they didn't even say. Ugh. Anyways, <sighs> obviously they are not readers, but I love reading and I don't know where or how to find time to continue reading. So if Miss Jennifer, first of all, that's not my name. If Miss Jennifer has any tips reading as a busy mom, please let me know. Or are there any fun mom book clubs you know of? <gasps> Should I start a Two Broke Moms book club? Anyways, 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 we'll think about that later. But um, she also had some like two really cute questions that I'm going to answer in a little bit. But I'll start with this one. Um, I do love reading. I love reading so much. I'm really into like person. Mm, I'm really into like self help books not to sound depressed (laughs) i really like self-help books i love um poetry books i like voltaire a lot i also like reading cookbooks um i don't really like cooking but i like reading cookbooks because i like food and if i don't know how to cook then how the fuck am i ever gonna feed myself 
Um, and I also like comic books. So I do enjoy reading. Um, what did you say? Mm, any tips on reading as a busy mom? I think that this was harder for me when I had Penelope. So when I had Max, it was easier for me to read because I only had one kid. So anytime he napped, um, I had time to do like whatever, you know? So for me, the best way to start reading again is to get a really easy book that's like, like one one page reads something that doesn't have long chapters something that you can kind of think about and get a grasp of within a couple of pages because you don't have that much time um there's a book that Didi's husband actually recommended to me that I bought last summer he bought it first and then he was like this is a really good book you should get it and I got it and it's called a daily stoic and it's actually it's actually like a daily read for, and it gives you just like wisdom and through throughout through every single day with every single day there is a new piece of wisdom for you to read and it's like about stoicism and everything like that and I I absolutely love it um Zach also recommended another book to me that I'm reading right now that I absolutely hate so <laughs> Uh, anyways, so a book like that is really good. Something that you can easily read like one page a day. Something that one page is going to have enough mental, emotional, um, whatever kind of stimulus that you need that you can think about. Something that'll really like get your gears moving because I understand that when when we're going throughout our daily mundane routine with the kids you're only speaking to your kids you hardly get to speak to adults sometimes it gets kind of frustrating to feel like you're getting how do I say this stupid like less intellectual I feel like the only way that I can have like mental stimulation or any kind of mental growth is if I keep reading or if I keep trying to teach myself something um throughout you know throughout the day or every day I want to I want to learn a little bit of something you know so yeah that's what I recommend I recommend getting a book let me do you how about <laughs> email me back or I'll email you and I'll let you know about the books that I really like that are good one day one page readers that can be easy for you to kind of get yourself back into reading after either it's been a long time or you just like can't find the time or you've been stuck on one book you don't want to get a book that has really long chapters or something that's like too too big for you to handle because you're gonna get upset that you can't finish a chapter because I was trying to read um what was I trying to read I don't even remember I remember I was trying to read something um, when Penelope was born and I couldn't get past the first two pages of the first chapter like I read it but you know when you read something and you don't retain what you just read and then you have to read it over and over and over again um, and then like you forget vocabulary and you forget words and you forget like how to think and stuff like that so that was really frustrating for me because I just felt dumb like I felt so dumb and I felt like I forgot how to read so getting a book like the daily stoic or like a horoscope book or any of those books that like have a good 
one line, not even one line, one page, one paragraph, two pages, something simple, easy for you to feel accomplished. Because another thing as moms, it's like we, when we don't finish a task, we feel like a failure and we forget to celebrate the small wins that we do every day. So getting a book that's going to make it easier for you to have a small win that's not even for your family, that's just for you, for your mental stimulation is really good. So I'll recommend some books to you if anybody else wants to know any of those books. Um, her question that I think is really interesting is, would you rather have aliens abduct you or pirates kidnap you? Okay. I, with without even having this question, I'm asking for the aliens to abduct me. Like, come and get me right now. Come get me right now. Come pick me up. Come kick, come pick my ass up. Because I want to know what that shit's about. I want to know. I'm really interested. I want to talk to one. And if they if they stick something up my butt, they stick something up my butt. If that's an experience I'm willing to go through because I really want to fucking know. I would, I would never, ever, in the first of all, I don't like the water. I cannot swim. If you heard in the last episode, I cannot swim. I don't even want to go to Bora Bora. You think that I want pirates to kidnap me? I would a hundred times rather go to space by aliens who may or may not be human life forms than go on a boat on earth in the water with things and people that I know are humans and speak English and I know the animals that are in the ocean even though I'm scared of them I know what they are and I can like comprehend everything that's probably going around going on around me when I get kidnapped I don't want to do that I would rather get on a spaceship have aliens take me up beep boop 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 all the way up all the way into space and do some shit does that make me sound crazy Well, you know what? If I didn't sound crazy before, then I don't care because I, I'm i just really interested. And I feel like that'd be a really fun story. I think I would be more traumatized if pirates came to kidnap me. I would be having so much anxiety if I was on a boat in the middle of the ocean with these freaky, creepy, they're probably going to be men. Most men are pirates, right? If it's a woman pirate, I'm probably going to join that. What is it? Gang? Join that boat? What do, I, what do you say? If it's an all-female pirate ship, that might be a different story. If it was an all-female alien ship, <gasps> that's also a different story. I don't know. No, I do know. My answer for sure is being abducted by aliens for sure way over getting kidnapped by pirates both of these are really scary but i don't know aliens sounds like so much fun i feel like aliens can be fun all right so next i'm gonna answer some of the questions from instagram our friend brandon actually sent a really really good question he said um what is it? Hold on. Okay, he said, did you dream of your children prior to being born? And he said because he heard that some women have, like, these lucid dreams, 
you know what like during the first and second trimester when you're having well maybe the third trimester too but you know in the first trimester like when you're having these really crazy like pregnancy dreams that are really vivid and they feel weird I don't know it feels like you're like in an alternate universe I had those with both kids and I remember like I don't remember seeing their faces because some women said that like oh I, I remember seeing my kid before I even knew I was pregnant and then when they came out they look exactly like how I how I dreamt it would be so for me it was more like when I was pregnant with Max um, maybe about it was very early on because it was before I we knew the gender um, I was really hoping it was a girl. I was begging and praying for a girl from the universe. And then I kept having dreams that it was going to be a boy. Like everything was blue. And I remember waking up being so disappointed. And then somebody told me that it was a wives tale that if you have a dream that you're having a boy, then it's going to be a girl and vice versa, you know? But I kept having dreams that it was a boy. And I was like, I was like, okay, well, maybe that means that it's going to be a girl. Maybe maybe the universe is sending me signs like, um, you know, the old wife's tale. You know what it means. You're going to have a girl because everything you're seeing right now is blue. But no, when I got the gender results in, it's so funny. When Nick and I went to get the results of the gender of the baby from the doctor, he was like, well, there's the penis. And I was like, oh oh great I was like happy obviously because I didn't want the doctor to know that I was disappointed that it was a boy um but after that I just kept having dreams about having the baby and it was a boy and I was just like all right this is what it's gonna be so one of the dreams that I remember having was um like the day after we found out that I was having a boy I had a very very dramatic dream that filled me up with so much anxiety and it made me feel like I was I was like bound to be a terrible mom so in my dream I'm sitting in the front of this grocery store and I'm holding my newborn baby I don't see the face and the baby and my baby's maybe like three weeks old very very tiny very very small very very fragile and then I'm waiting for my dad in the front of the grocery store. And apparently he's going to help me like go grocery shopping because my dad and I like to go grocery shopping together. And I remember my dad comes into the grocery store and he's like, I don't know, he's speaking gibberish or something. He's saying shit I don't understand. And then the baby starts crying. And then I say, I need to go and get formula right now. Which... When I was pregnant, I was like, I'm not going to formula feed because I want to breastfeed. I want to experience breastfeeding. Um, so I'm going to try to I'm going to try to breastfeed. I don't want to do formula. So when I had that dream about needing formula really badly, it made me it gave me anxiety, first of all, because I thought that meant that I wasn't going to be able, be able to produce any milk. That was like I was like, it's all a sign. So in my dream, I said I need to get this formula and I left my baby with my dad for a second and then I run really fast down it feels like Walmart you know how Walmart feels like how they're all like kind of shaped and like everything's placed in the same fucking area I remember in my dream I'm running through Walmart and I'm like I can smell something I can smell something like burning it smells like burning metal and I'm running through all these aisles trying to get to the baby formula 
and then I grab a can and then as I'm running back to where my dad is I drop the can and then I start crying and then there's like this all this powdery shit everywhere and then I say fuck it I run back to my dad and my dad's like yelling at me saying why did you drop the formula you need to take this baby and then I took the baby from his hands and I ran with the baby to get more formula and then on the way back this is why I can remember this dream because it's like so emotion it's so emotional for me so on the in my dream on the way running back I trip over the can of formula that I dropped before and then I fall on my baby and you know when you get a fake baby like one of those baby dolls and you accidentally step on it and then the face is smushed in I'm just gonna let you think about that for a second because I know you know where I'm going with this anyways in my dream that's what happened I woke up crying with a heavy heart so much anxiety because I was like oh my god I'm gonna be such a terrible mom I'm not gonna be able to breastfeed my kid I'm not gonna be able to find what kind of formula it needs my dad's gonna yell at me I'm gonna drop my baby and it's gonna be a shit show and then I'm probably gonna have to go jump off a cliff or something that's exactly how it felt and it was just so traumatic for me I hated it it was it was so sad um And then when I got pregnant with Penelope, before we knew that she was a girl, I had a dream that I was in the park with Max, and he was speaking well, and he was a little bit older, and he looked so much like my husband. And he was running in front of me, and he kept saying, come here, Penny, come here, Penny, come run, come run with me. And then from behind me comes this little girl who's maybe like two because she's running, you know, but I don't see her face and she's wearing a little yellow dress and she's wearing a a little white hat with a bow in it and she's carrying like a handful of grass or like flowers or something. And then in my dream, I'm just watching these kids run and I'm just watching Max go, here, Penny, come, come here, come play. And then I wake up and I was like, oh my God, I really hope that this means that I'm going to have a girl because if this is the universe telling me that I'm going to have a boy, I'm going to be really upset. And then I ended up having a girl. And the reason why I named her Penelope is because I've always really, really liked that name. So ever since I was a kid, I always knew that I really wanted Penelope. Boys are really hard to name. Unless you always knew what you wanted to name a boy, then it's hard. Because it was so hard to name Maximus. And then this one says, do you feel comfortable talking about your PPA, PPD? Your postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression. I mean, I guess I, yeah, I feel comfortable. I mean, I'll talk, I talk to a lot of people about it. Usually people who DM me or like will ask me personally, like if I have any issues with it, then I'm very comfortable just like telling them about it. Um... So my postpartum anxiety and my postpartum depression hit really hard with Max, after I had Max. Um, And that was mainly because of the situation I was in, like my living situation that I was in and the emotional state that I was in. Um, At the time, I was going through a lot and I just felt like everything was just way too hard for me mentally 
before I had kids, I already had a history of anxiety and depression. Um, I've gone through years of therapy and some other things that has helped me learn and grow and evolve um, with more self-awareness and self like nicer self-judgment it's easier for me to compartmentalize all of the things all of the things that come with my depression and my anxiety because it feels like a big heavy gray blanket that like wraps around you and just takes you and sometimes it feels like you can't breathe and sometimes you're shaking and sometimes you can't eat sometimes you have no appetite and everybody is different every body and every mind and every soul is different so i can't tell anybody how to cope with their ppa and ppd i can only tell you how i deal with my ppa and ppd and i feel like the fact that i had a history of depression and anxiety before I had kids, it kind of helped me cope with it when I did have kids. Um, because I, you know, I already had certain methods and certain mechanisms that helped me before that I tried to use after. Um, but with Max, it was really, really hard for me because I didn't, I didn't even want to like do the work and I think that I was just at a a point of like hopelessness where I really wanted to like give up on everything and then I even like stopped talking to my therapist a little bit because my gynecologist you know he gave me a therapist or he sent me to a therapist that called me every week and and after a while I just didn't even want to talk to her and it was really hard for me to talk to her because I didn't even want to do the work even though I've done the work before and even after I had a baby it was like I knew that it was there was so much on the line if I didn't get the help it, there was so much that would fall apart if I didn't and that's a lot of pressure on a mom knowing that if you can't get your emotional shit together, then everything else is going to fall apart because you have so much responsibility. Oh my god. Hold on. Okay. You have so much responsibility. And you have so much on the line if you don't help yourself. So you have to suck it up and like get your shit together that's really hard to face it's really hard to tell yourself that it's really hard to hear somebody tell you that and I don't know with my second kid after I had Penny it was a little bit easier why? I have no idea but the hard thing is I don't have the time or the energy to do the things that I wanted that I know that I need to do so that I'm mentally you know I'm I'm clear-headed and I'm mentally stable and I'm emotionally stable and that I I'm centered and I'm good enough to to function for my kids but that's the thing is you have you have to have to have to find the time because like I said if you don't get your shit together 
mentally, emotionally, there's too much on the line because everything else is going to fall apart. And I know that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure for me to even say. Like, it's it's kind of hurting me to say it because I, I know it's a fact and I know it's something that I'm still struggling with. Um, and it's so hard to find the time. Like, things that help with me, I need to meditate. And for, for that shit, I need at least 30 minutes to meditate to really get clarity or I need to read and in order for me to do that I need to read for a while or I need to read something with substance with like substance and if I don't have the time for those things like I've sometimes I feel like I'm falling apart inside or I'm like what is it called imploding is that what it's called when you feel like you're falling like you're falling inwards I don't know what it's called but yeah wow thanks for that question because I'm rambling on and I'm crying. Great. <laughs> um, let me get to a different question before I fucking jump off a cliff here. Um, I guess I'm glad that I talked about that. Okay, what's this next one? What's your favorite food? Uh, wings? Haven't we already established that f- wings are my favorite food? Um, who named your kids? Me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, well... My husband picked Max's name because it's really hard. It was so hard for me to pick a, a boy's name. I didn't like anything because either I dated a guy that with that name or it just doesn't sound good. But I couldn't figure out any name that I actually liked. And my husband liked a whole bunch of names that I didn't like. My son's name is Maximus. And when he first told me that he wanted to name our son Maximus, I was like, no, absolutely not. And I think it was mainly because he was like, oh, let's name our son Maximus because my favorite movie when I was a kid was Gladiator and Maximus was Maximus whatever. I don't know. There's like a guy in there, a gladiator named Maximus. And it was either that or Tobias. And I don't like that name either. Our last name is Lee. And, well, not my last name, but my husband's last name is Lee. And he was like, <laughs> he also had on his list, because we, we both made lists for what we wanted to name our kids. On his list was Jet, like Jet Lee, um, and, and Brock, like Broccoli. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if I named my son Brock and I had to name him broccoli oh gross oh i'm so glad we didn't name him brock but in the end maximus really it really really fits it fits his personality it, it like it it matches thank you guys so much for listening i don't want this episode to get too long since it is just me in the middle of my floor crying laughing and talking to myself like a batshit crazy woman um but yeah thank you so much for listening and thank you for participating on our polls and answering our questions on instagram you can follow us at two broke moms podcast and then you can follow me on instagram too that's jenny jenny panda but jenny is spelled j-e-n-i so that's jenny jenny panda my name is not jennifer i'm not telling you my legal name And you can email us your labor stories, your cute stories, your gender reveal stories. Um, Give us your drama, spill your tea. Ask us any questions at 
two broke mothers at gmail.com. That's the number two broke mothers at gmail.com. Again, thank you so much. We promise it'll be both of us next time, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs>